We're so glad that you have joined us today uh, on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, We're so excited that you're choosing to um, gather with us online each week, and especially today being Mother's Day. Moms, thanks for joining us today. I don't know about you, but this week has been a week where I have got a lot of mixed messages. I mean, there has been talk about reopening and and all of what that's going to look like when it comes. And then I get these reports that, you know, COVID is still increasing and there's new cases and deaths. Um, COVID is breaking out in new places. A a guy in my small group told us uh, Tuesday night that, um, the COVID, the coronavirus, affected his uh, grandmother's retirement home where she lives. It's, it's a couple of cases have been confirmed there. So, you know, this thing is not over yet. And, and we've already begun having conversations here at Pathway Church as to what it's going to look like when we return to events on campus, all the protocols and all that kind of stuff. And, and I don't know about you, but I get to a point where I'm just asking these questions. Or like, what, what are we to believe what should we do? How should we plan? And, and all of that. I, I can't wait to get back to relating in person instead of online. I can't wait to get back to worshiping together on campus in person. But for today, I'm glad you've joined us. I'm glad you're here because we are in part five of our series called GLOW. And I just want us to jump right into the deep end of the pool and and just hear what God wants to say to us. Are you ready? I'm ready today. So let's grow together. The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, this is what he writes. He says, Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the mind of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about Christ. Satan blinds people from the good news of Jesus. He keeps them from seeing what Jesus could do for them, in them, and through them. Satan keeps people from seeing the the truth and the hope, the, the love and the life of Jesus. And that's why people need light. That's why we need light. And so Paul tells us, That God who said, let there be light in the darkness. Paul is connecting the dots for us. He's connecting this to the creation event in the book of Genesis where the whole world was in darkness and then God said, let there be light. God literally threw the switch. It says that God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine. This is important for us to see because we have to ask the question, what light is he talking about? Well, Paul's talking about the light of Jesus. Paul continues, he says, God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts. So God has made the light of Jesus shine in our hearts. When the light of Jesus shines in our hearts, Darkness disappears. And then Paul finishes it off. God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. So Paul is writing about how the light of Jesus comes into a darkened heart. And what's interesting is this same Paul experienced the light of Jesus personally. And it changed his life dramatically. I mean, it it changed him so much that it changed his name. See, Paul the Apostle started out known as Saul the Pharisee. 
And Paul tells us the entire story in Acts chapter 26. Take a look at what Paul tells us. Paul says, I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus. Authorized by the leading priests, I caused many believers to be sent to prison. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. But one day I was on such a mission to to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests. And about noon, as I was on the road, a light from heaven, notice this, brighter than the sun, shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down, and I heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord, I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me. I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn, notice this, from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. So Saul, a.k.a. Paul, went on to become the greatest missionary that we probably know. I mean, he, he was shining the light of Jesus in every possible place that he could. And I'm convinced that out of this experience on the road to Damascus, I believe that Paul wrote about it in Ephesians 5 when he says, once you were full of darkness, I believe he's talking about himself too, once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. Catch this right here. So live as people of light. Live as people of light. Paul experienced the light of Jesus shining into his life and it changed him. He was never the same. It changed the way that he lived his life. And so I think that in writing this, Paul was pointing back to something that Jesus had said. In fact, it's something that we've been talking about for the last several weeks in this series. It's when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Now what's interesting is Paul knew that Jesus flipped the script I mean, Jesus not only said, I am the light of the world, but then he changed it in Matthew 5. He said, you are the light of the world. Who's he talking about? Well, he's talking about you and me. Anyone who is a follower of Jesus, all followers of Jesus are supposed to be the light of the world. Jesus says, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Jesus is saying that we are like a city that is shining in a dark landscape. And then to use another image, Jesus says no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. I mean, think about it. What good is a light if it's not shining? A light is useless if it's covered up. A light is only effective when it's conspicuous. Jesus says instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. I mean, everybody knows the purpose of a light, right? It's to shine. And yet, it's interesting that some Christians say, I have the light of Jesus in my heart, but I don't see the need to shine him anywhere else. That's not true. I mean, take a look at how Jesus says, and he finishes off in verse 16. He says, in the same way, 
Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. That's an imperative command. If you don't know that, grammatically, Jesus is telling us that we must do this. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see. We are commanded because shining comes out of who we are. The light of Jesus has has shined into our lives, and so we must shine out. In fact, this is why how you live matters. It really does. I mean, you reflect through your life. People can't see what you believe unless you live it out. I mean, we know this. We know that they will see what comes out of us, not just what we say we believe, but what comes out of our lives. So the question we have to ask is, what do people see about Jesus as they watch your life? What do they see as they watch your life? Jesus tells us, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. This word translated good out of the original Greek and then translated into our English translations, it's not just talking about quality. It's it's also talking in terms of attractiveness, of something that is pleasing or something that is beautiful. I think that's a great word, a great idea to attach to this. It's not just doing good for those around us. No, Jesus is talking about doing something that beautifully reveals him, Jesus, to those around us. So the emphasis is on uh, things that we do to help others see Jesus. But it isn't just on the good deed itself. It's on the beauty that it shines. See, we don't, we don't do good things for people because we're trying to make the world a better place. Our, our good works are not just to help people. We, I mean, we, we could really break this down. I mean, we, we could get into specifics about how we are to do good things and what kind of good things. We could make a list. We could discuss how we should be aware of others around us, how we need to pay attention to the lives of those who are around us. I could outline several things for us to do or don't do. I could give you all kinds of suggestions of good deeds. The problem is some of us would go out and do them because we're doers. Others of us would forget them by the time we click off. Some of us would feel it doesn't apply to us because I didn't mention anything that resonated with you. And then others of us, well, we would just be disinterested. So so today, I don't want to get into specifics. I want to give you something simple. Something that we can live out and think about today. This is what I want us to grab. As a follower of Jesus, what we do should help people see Jesus. Look at this. What we do, what you do, what I do, what we do should help people see Jesus. As a follower of Jesus, we shine so that people can see Jesus in us. I mean, being the light of the world is a 24-7, 365 kind of thing, right? I mean, being the light of the world means that, that how we live every day should point others to Jesus. So if someone watches what you do, are they pointed to Jesus? I mean, do people look at the relationships that you're involved in and see Jesus in them? Do people watch you at work and see Jesus in you? Do people view your social media and see Jesus in it? Do people notice your habits and your lifestyle and see Jesus in it? Do people see what you do? Big or little, do people see what you do? 
and see Jesus? Wow. That's a challenging question. That's what it means to be the light of the world. That's what we're called to be. We live our lives in such a way that people see Jesus. Does anyone become more aware of Jesus because of what you do? People around us are living in darkness. We know this. They're living in confusion. I mean, they don't know the way to answers. They don't know the way to hope. They they don't know the way to help or purpose. They don't know the right way to live. They, They don't know where to go. So we need to be the light of the world. We need to shine so that people can see Jesus. Do people see what you do and see Jesus? We are called to live a different life as we follow Jesus. And out of that different life, we we shine, we point others to Jesus. Friends, if people don't see Jesus in his followers, they will certainly not find him in the world. We're going to talk more about that next week, so I hope you come back for part six. But while I was putting this study together, I began to think about those that I know, people that I know who are what I would consider shining people. Who are the people that you know who shine the light of Jesus? I mean, the shining people that I know, they haven't necessarily been the smartest people or, or the most talented or, or the most influential or the biggest personalities. No, they, they have simply been people who realize that they have a responsibility, that, that they are... God's plan to reach the people around them and that there isn't anybody else if they don't shine for Jesus nobody will it's not merely what shining people do it's why they do it and 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 how they do it that makes them used by God in the lives of people around them and I don't know about you but when I think of the people that shine for Jesus around me I I I am both drawn to them and I'm challenged by them because they shine so brightly. It's just like what Jesus tells us in Luke 11. If you are filled with light, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. That kind of light in the life of someone affects me. And I, and I want to be that kind of person. I, I want my life to shine in that way. I want to live my life in such a way that those around me see Jesus. How about you?